Today's episode of NBA Group Chat on The Ringer. NBA show is brought to you by SeatGeek. That is the presenting sponsor of the Bill Simmons podcast. All you have to do is go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. If you love the NBA, you can use my code BSNBA for first-timers. $20 off NBA tickets. First-timers. Offer code BSNBA. We're also brought to you by State Farm. A State Farm agent has the knowledge and experience to anticipate your needs. And with State Farm, you get more than just an agent. You get a team that gets what matters most to you. So go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. Basketball is very good. The Rockets are better without Chris Paul. Giannis will win the MVP. What if Kyrie Irving is actually God? Basketball is very good. Hello, and welcome to the NBA group chat edition of the Ringer NBA show. I am Justin Verrier. I am not Chris Ryan. Uh, He is currently in Philadelphia eating a bunch of slow roasted pork uh, and commiserating with a bunch of Markel Fultz fans. They tell him that everything is fine there. Uh, With me today, though, we have Paolo Ugetti. How's it going? Danny Chow. Merry Christmas. And joining us from the Cabana Suite at the Sunset Gower Studios, (laughs) Mr. Bill Simmons. Happy holidays. How are you guys? Great. So we're doing a little different today uh, with the holidays coming up. Obviously, Christmas is a big deal in the NBA. Uh, We have, what is it, five games on Christmas Day on Monday. And so we're going to do 12 questions of Christmas, focusing on some of the teams there uh, and really just kind of getting a snapshot of the league. Starting off, Sixers versus Knicks, noon Eastern uh, on Monday. We'll start with the Sixers. First question. Who are the real Sixers? The team that started 11 and 7 or the one that just lost seven of its past eight? I mean, look, I, I'm not I'm not here to, to give any hot takes here. I, I think there's obviously somewhere in the middle. Uh, I think Embiid missing, you know, three of his. So he's missed, what, six games in total, three in his la, in these last eight games. Mm-hmm. I think that plays a big role in their slide. I think without him, they don't really have a guy who can kind of create late in games. I think that's kind of where you lose it with Simmons being being the guy. He's just not comfortable taking shots anywhere past 15 feet late in games. And that's 15 kind of, feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Eight 10, feet. Yeah. Trying to, try to be, you know. I'm a little worried. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, we watched him that game, what was it, last Friday? And his back just stiffening up as they played him like 50 minutes. And be, yeah, yeah, that was... And, I don't know. I mean, back was an issue going into the draft, and that's like the one injury other than the, the foot one that kept him off the court for two I, years. But. I also saw that like they were saying that they don't know the, the actual reason or when it actually happened, so the Sixers aren't being very clear about that, which, I mean, it's very Sixers of them to do, right. but also like doesn't like provide a timeline for them going forward. Like They say he's going to miss the next two games and be back for Christmas, but like I don't know. Like Any uncertainty with them beating injuries and the Sixers as a whole, I mean, I'm sure we can get into faults for sure, too, but it's just worrisome for the team. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Yep. Here, let's say, hypothetically, you get $100,000 if Joel Embiid plays 65 games or more in any season in his career. And if he doesn't, you die. <laughs> <laughs> so 65 games once. <sighs> I mean, but if he doesn't, you die. And you get... Let's say five hundred thousand dollars right now. That those are the two options. What would you pick? Hypothetically, I'm in. I risk, I risk <laughs> it. You would risk it. I risk it. Danny also has a death wish. Let's just put that out there. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go near whatever the other side was for the sixty-five games. I don't think he ever does it. I just don't. 
It, it, there's been too many injuries already, and it just doesn't seem like it's NBA schedule. You got to play 82 games over the course of seven months. It doesn't seem like he can play six in a row. Well, I think, especially given all the talk about how like there needs to be less games in the season, I think yeah. like it'll be it would be smart for them never to play 65 games if they can get away with it. You know, that way he can get ready for like be rested for it's the kind playoff. of what they're doing already. Right. And he's right. still so I'm saying, hurt. and that's why I, I think I would not take the bet. Like I would say, like he's not going to play. But if your best player is somebody that a game goes into overtime and your entire fan base is immediately petrified <laughs> and he's only like 23, right. like that's yeah. not a good sign. It would help if they had another play other than just a bead post up and so just that, going at some of those. That's bigs. the sub part of this question: is you right. were asking like which Sixers team is this? I watch them and I don't. They don't seem to me like they're well coached, and mm-hmm. I don't trust the the rotations that he has and the offense that they have. And it just seems like maybe there was too much losing and too much weirdness over too many years, and he just can't adjust. Brett Brown, but they, you see basic stuff like there's games where you're just like just put T.J. McConnell in, let him right. run a real offense. Right. Ben yeah. Simmons, like that OKC game, Paul George just shut down Ben Simmons. That was it. He took yeah. him out of the game. All right, what's Plan B? There's never a Plan B, and that's what would worry me. Uh, I, when I watched that game, the one thing I thought of was they could really use someone like Foltz. They need someone that can create yes. a little bit mm-hmm. off the bounce, someone that can stretch the floor when he doesn't have the ball. And really all they had was Embiid. Like, yeah, maybe McConnell would have done a little bit, but I just don't know what they have. So at that point, I, I almost kind of uh, I feel sorry for Brett Brown because really that's one of his few options that he has. Simmons is incredible. He's still a rookie. Right. And it's really hard to play well for seven straight months. Just in general, Jason Tatum has games when – as you know, I watch every Celtic game. Uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum has games when he's just, you know, immediately. It's like, oh, he doesn't have it tonight. Mm-hmm. He's, he's being a rookie tonight. Right. And then there's other and, games where he it's like he's fired up. Right, he doesn't All, need to yeah, have it. Right. Simmons has so much pressure on him with the way they've built that team that, uh, you know, you have these games. And it's like Friday night national TV and Paul George is like, I'm shutting this guy down mm-hmm. tonight. That's tough. He's well, 20. Well, that's kind of the thing, right? Like we're asking, like, which team are they? The problem is that, like, the expectations got too high, like, way too quickly. But, especially for But a team by who? By, by their fans. Yeah. <laughs> their fans are the ones to play. <laughs> I mean, well, their yeah, fans what, have them in the finals. <laughs> it's like year four They're now. over it's under was 42 and a half. Yeah. yeah it was, it was a lot. Ridiculous. But I know, speaking to what Paolo was saying before about, like, maybe 65 is just, like, a good amount of games. You look at what the Spurs are doing. Like, the best thing about them is they don't need anybody for 82 games. Yeah, right. Like, I think about this in regard to Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, there's some issues there, and clearly he needs to get right, and some, they need to figure out the perfect solution to, to kind of uh, making the most of what he can do. But, like, if you have 65 games of Anthony Davis, like, for most teams, that would be enough. Right. right. And there's just kind of been a regression for a lot of their players as well. Covington, who had an incredible first, you know, 20 games of the season, he was shooting like 46% yeah. from three. In the last 10 games, I actually looked this up after yesterday, he shot two for 12. Um, in the last 10 games, he's shooting 30% from three. What's his? What are his stats since he signed that contract? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. That's fair. That's, yeah. That would yeah. be a good split. Because well, yeah. I do think too. like there's human nature parts to this too, right? Mm. He goes from he's fighting and scrapping and he gets weighed by a G League team and all that shit. And That's then he gets this huge contract. Yeah. He's got a lot of people in his life. He's making real money for the first time. And that's, you know, that's a lot to deal yeah. with. And all of a sudden your focus is off a little bit. I still think that guy's excellent. They need to figure out um, who is the second creator when when teams take out Simmons. Because and JJ's been he's had his moments this year where he's been awesome but they're putting compared to the responsibility he had last year in the Clippers yeah, where he right. just ran in a circle and occasionally got the ball right. now he's like the facilitator yeah. right. I feel like I've seen a couple and he won more yeah crunch time like games where 
It's like, okay, JJ, go and like create a shot or like find a shot. And, yeah, like, they that's, force him to put it on yeah, the floor. Exactly. Like, that's, not that's not what you want. That's not what you want. Yeah, since exactly. like Orlando. I think yeah. it was a bad sign when they had to trade for Trevor Booker. Like yeah. that was like their fourth big uh, in an already kind of pretty big rotation. To me, that signaled that they weren't really sure about Embiid and they're not really sure about what they have going forward. So I don't know. Do we think they make the playoffs? I never thought they were going to make the playoffs. Okay. And I, I was never... I hate to be a cynical asshole about it, but I was just never convinced that Embiid could play 65 games. Yeah. I was really, really suspicious of it. So Tuesday night, I watched Giannis and LeBron. Giannis is like, that guy's just built to play basketball. He's 82 games. If yeah. he gets hurt, it'll be a complete fluke where he lands on somebody's foot or, you know, like some crazy Paul George injury. Like, there's going to be no conventional basketball injury. That guy is, is a freaking specimen and went toe-to-toe with the GOAT of athletes, LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's to go to basketball players, but <laughs> then they had this moment at the end with the the little loose ball and LeBron almost had it and Giannis gets yeah. it back and LeBron finishes on the ground and it was like, whoa, LeBron is down. Like, yeah. So anyway, you know with Giannis, you're getting 82 games. And I think with Simmons, you're getting 82 games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm getting with Embiid. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if Simmons, even if Le- uh, Embiid doesn't play the rest of the season, let's see if he like what he can Gosh. do with that type of team. I think it's a good test, an early test, and probably an unreasonable test at this point in his career. But well, people, the, one thing, other thing we should mention is they do the f- first 16 games or so, you can get away with stuff, and eventually teams scout you, and they figure right. out your habits, yeah. and especially with rookies. And it does seem like teams have figured out Simmons a little bit, and now— What's the next step? Are they going to start posting him up more? How do they get in the ball? Does he have to? What does he have to add now because they figured him out? The yeah, shot would help. I think like the shot would help. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I think there was a report that like Brett Brown was like, oh, like we're, we want Ben to take more jumpers now, and they're going to try it out as if it was like some kind of experiment, which seems kind of weird in the middle of the season, but. They, that's kind of what they need, I feel. Yeah. Mm. All right, getting to the next part of this uh, initial matchup, uh, the New York Knicks. The question is, are the Knicks good? <laughs> It's difficult. <laughs> they're, they're definitely more entertaining than I think all of us expected, yeah. right? All right, so 16 and 14 currently, eighth in the East. They're 13th on offense, which is surprising considering Kristaps is in and out of the offense and there really isn't much there besides Michael yeah, How Beasley. many games has he missed? Like seven? It's a few. Yeah, and, yeah. and Tim Hardaway Jr. was pretty much their only other Strong option. Yeah. And he's yeah. been out. Yeah, that's a scary one too. So mm-hmm. I don't know when he's going to be coming back. 15th on defense, even with Ennis Cantor playing significant <laughs> minutes for them. Uh, they they beat OKC without KP this good weekend. home crowd really yeah, good yeah. home crowd I really that like helps it. them um, team seems to like each other mm-hmm. good chemistry Kyle Quinn great chemistry guy and when cancer great great chemistry <laughs> yeah. guy. and when the does. zingers out there they have he he's toe to toe against yeah. you name the player he's like all right you got that guy we have the zinger mm-hmm. so I don't know I I still he's another guy where can he stay in the court he seems to have dumber injuries and beat is like he's had. Right surgeries and missed seasons and has now back and multiple knee and all this stuff. Porzingis just seems like he has bad luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fluky you know, injuries. Yeah. Well, did you see the thing about his trainer? The story that came out today? Where no. his trainer is, oh uh, not only did his brother slash agent find this guy, but he's a former bodybuilder and MMA fighter, a trainer to the stars, who has trained Shaq, Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Piven, Rampage Jackson, uh, Andre wow. Agassi, and Justin Bieber, and he's really into rest. So pretty much after every game, he wants KP to do absolutely nothing. There's, I mean, this would be a good ringer story, but I, I think there is a certain height when you have to worry about guys and durability. And I yeah. don't know whether it's seven two or seven three or whatever, but Rick Smiths and Algaskis and Sean Bradley, yeah. people like that, like very rarely do you see the just slew of eighty two game seasons from those guys because they're big and it's they're right, moving yeah. around a little more clumsy. They're, I don't know. Well, it's I mean, like my my brother has always brought up the fact that oh, these guys are. These giants are playing AAU ball 
you know, so early on in their lives and they have so much more, you know, tread on their tires early on. So by the time they get into the NBA, you're dealing with high level athletes, huge guys, you know, on defense. It's it adds up to a lot. It's like it's the same thing that allows him to be good, which is like he can literally extend over any player and shoot it over him, which like which means he's like one of the better go-to scorers because you can just give him the ball and he'll jump and he'll shoot right over the defender. That's like the very same thing that like is causing all these fluke injuries. I feel he does have when your team's playing him. He does have that. How are we going to stop this guy? Right side to him. Then there's only like eight guys in the league like that. I think Kyrie's like that too. But when he gets going, you're like, oh, now what, now what happens? You just kind of have to hope they miss. Yeah. So I mean, listen, that's even having him and how he's played this year is the best thing that's happened in the Knicks probably in 15 years. <laughs> right, yeah. So just them being 500 on Christmas, if he's healthy, that's a huge win for them. Yeah, I think the one question that we've talked about a lot is just, is is he too good and are they too good with him to be really tanking? And so I wonder going into the deadline, like should they be just trying to sell off anything in order it's to tough though. They don't, out? They don't have that one expiring that they right. could go get mm-hmm. somebody. Right. And they don't really have contracts t- people would want to take anyway. Yeah, I, I feel like Porzingis making this leap makes the Hardaway signing look totally. that much worse. Yeah. Oh, worse? <laughs> yeah, actually. Well, the, but they were screwed anyway because the, the it all for me it goes back to the Noah signing because once right. you have Noah, mm-hmm. it's like you can't. There's no way to really fix it short term anyway. Right. So I think their attitude was, well, we're screwed with the cap. Might as well mm. go get some dudes. The Noah. Listen, Revival. I'm not defending the Hardaway <laughs> side. <laughs> but, you know, Hardaway and Cantor are big contracts, but those guys are also solid rotation right, guys yeah. that help them. So I don't know. I don't know what they should have done. The Noah Revival game, I guess it was, was low key one of my favorite points of the season where he played two minutes. Everyone, I guess Madison Square Garden was cheering for him, just not ironically. They were very much in, in Hoping favor. Hoping for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess he just didn't get back on defense. He got pulled and like hasn't really been seen since. Yeah. There was like a two minute stretch in our NBA Slack too where all of the NBA guys were just like, Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite moments, yeah. I, we should, our Slack should be pay-per-view. Yeah, it really should be. It's, it's hilarious. That's taken on a life of its own. Like, even when I wasn't working here a few months ago, when you guys used to bring it up, I was like... You were jealous of it? I want to know what's going <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's better than anyone would think. Yeah. Well, yeah. like today with Chris Ops trainer, it was like, okay, who can come up with like the best right. joke to describe what he looks yeah, like? Well, and, he, yeah, well, he looks like a cross between Joe Rogan and literally every New York writer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's also a great place to go anytime somebody's favorite player gets hurt for the, the yeah. one person on the fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pretty much like clockwork. Yeah. It's usually Concepcion after it seems like yeah. Porzingis is out for the year but he's fine. Yeah, yeah, I get the sense that Chris Ryan doesn't go on NBA slack as much as he used to. I don't think he, he does. The fault stuff yeah. I think really hurt his feelings. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so the next one on the docket, Cavaliers versus Warriors is what mm. I'm excited about. I've really been one. watching a lot of yeah. them lately so kind of been saving it for this matchup. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. First question for the Cavs. Should the Cavs trade the Brooklyn pick? And now, obviously, there's the whole LeBron, is he going to come back next year, which you really trade off an asset that can build for the future. But let's say Steph, his injury lingers. Does it open up a window that wasn't there before? Um, The Cavs also looking pretty dominant. They've lost two games in the past 39 days. I don't know. It seems like things are kind of aligning where maybe they would want to take a push. Look, they still have the 28th ranked defense in the league. <laughs> sure. So they, I feel like if they want to make that final push with this last season of LeBron, potentially, they do need to make moves. But I, I don't know if it's a move that, you know, I don't know if they're going for, you know, a franchise guy. I don't know if that's going to be the thing that puts them over the top. I think they just need to fortify their actual bench. Mm-hmm. 
I'm looking at the standings to see where Brooklyn's record. So they're 11 and 18. <laughs> they are in the bottom. It's a, there's like a bottom 12 right now. But really, there's only two teams that we can definitively say are going to be in the bottom is Dallas and Atlanta. Yes. Right. yes. Chicago's had this bizarre rejuvenation, <laughs> which I, I think is the team. single Hottest strangest part. I love it. Hottest team in the East. Kind of fun to watch. There's a little yeah, Chris yeah, Dunn right. going now, marketing. I mean, the whole thing. Who's going to get um, punched in the face on a given day? Oh, yeah. There's a weird. It's always fun to see who's going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. handshake Meritage. Right. Uh, but that Brooklyn pick. I don't know where it ends up. It, and like two weeks ago, I would have said guaranteed not in the bottom eight. Mm-hmm. But now you see some of these lower teams coming. The Lakers don't seem like they're going away, mm-hmm. which as a Celtics fan who has the two through five pick, like they're just good at home. Yeah. Just good home team. The crowd's into it and they like the team and they have, and Ingram's coming on. And LA effect. Yeah. So I could see that, that Brooklyn, it's conceivable they fall into the bottom five. Yeah, I like what they do. I mean, I, we've been saying this all season. Well coached, yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Right. But they have no incentive to be bad. And so some of these teams, I wonder, as the season goes on, are they going to drop off? I don't know. All right, so who are the candidates for that, right? You have— Well, Orlando. Orlando, 100%. Charlotte. Charlotte's going to have a moment soon where they all look at each other and they go, what do you want to do? Yeah, especially <laughs> if Clifford we, doesn't come back. Yeah, yeah should we oh, tank this? The, Dwi- the Dwight Bola virus never fails, man. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves that dude. I think, I think Phoenix will— Make at some point start to make the necessary moves to tank. Yeah, Sacramento, same thing. Yeah, Clippers. I don't know what to make of the Bulls thing. I think Hoiberg's like, F you, everybody. We're winning games. We're making the playoffs. Well, he kind of needs that narrative to turn around for him because yeah. it was kind of like, okay, should they get rid of him? We're like, I, and now it's like, I keep seeing like, oh, like they should commend Fred because he's gotten the team back on track. And it's like, Sure, yeah. So it, I think for them, it benefits them to keep winning. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like The crowd's yeah. into it, too. Right, yeah. yeah. I, don't know what, crowds. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Miritich. It's like the punch was like a reverse lobotomy. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I, like I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. He's, he's looked great. Yeah. And he's— Well, he took the last year and a half off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he did—there was a moment. I mean, I have old trade value columns where he's like 38th, really? you know? And yeah, yeah. It's like, this guy's good. This guy's going to be an all-star. Yeah, then we so, realized he couldn't shoot. But now he kind of can. It wasn't that he long ago. He can yet. shoot. I think he just didn't care. Right. It wasn't that long ago that he was the best player in Europe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was like the crown jewel for a while. Right. I think they would be absolutely insane to trade the Brooklyn pick. Right. I'm not doing it unless he agrees to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just dangling it as right. like, oh, you want to get better? I'm also not positive they need to trade the Brooklyn pick. Because mm-hmm. when Isaiah comes back, I think that's going to solve some problems. If he's even 80% what he was last year. That takes a huge burden off LeBron. Why is Danny smiling? But, but, they're, but they're already like an elite offense. Yeah, like, I think I, I don't. I don't know if that. Yeah, but but that's why I say this though. LeBron's doing way too much. Yeah, it's not sustainable. True, true. He's playing like it's round three. Yep. Even last night, he would that was, he was playing like it was game seven in the finals. He never used to play the regular season like that. He would use the regular season to yeah. try out stuff, kind of assert his muscles in big games. Now he's playing every game like it's right. game seven. I don't—unless he's figured out some sort of training that just nobody has figured out in the history of mankind, I don't see how it's sustainable. Which wouldn't be that surprising, but yeah. Or maybe he's just figured it out. Maybe he's figured out like Brady did, like the perf- perfect blend of whatever. Yeah, he might be having but his best season of his career at I think he's playing the best he's ever Incredible. played. Yeah. Which you wonder— is how long that's going to continue. Like, we talk about his next destination. I wonder if this might be the last of peak LeBron. And, like, yeah, maybe— We, we, said, we said this before, <laughs> yeah, five yeah, years ago. It's going to become the Spurs question. But right. at the same time, it's going to happen eventually because he's a, a human rather than, like, this this culture and the Spurs. What was, what was the year, second Grantland year, 
win the, the <laughs> 27 game streak. I was doing TV that year. I remember that, yeah. And he started out, and he was tr- he was shooting sixty percent after like seven weeks. Right. And I went on TV, and I was like, I think he's actually trying to do this because you could watch from the shots he was taking. He was only taking high percentage shots, and I thought that was the greatest I'd ever seen him play. Where he's like, every game yeah. he's going eight for twelve, or you know, yeah. But now it's like the the way he's playing now, it's well, his hitting, team's not great. Yeah. A lot of three, old people can't play defense. He has a three-point shot now, like a consistent one. Which He's is, shooting over 40% yeah. from three. That's what it's I'm saying. Insane. It, 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 that's how you reinvent yourself, I guess, you know? Like and I, it's, all of his other numbers are up, too. Yeah, even the free-throw yeah. shooting, which like people kind of got on him last year because for some reason was just figuring out his Defense has been better. Defense has been better. So I don't know. Do I you think, think that so team's like, good? I I think it's good. I, I don't know if it, it matches up well against the top two teams in the West. but Do they have another player you would even consider thinking about for an all-star? <laughs> all-star invitation. I don't think so. I mean... Kevin Love? For yeah. a while, I thought Kevin Love was playing really well. He was scoring like 20 points. and He's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, right, he's, I'll give you that. I, I think he's in the conversation. Yeah, he but, always gets in because the East is so weak. You know who's really good for them? Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they need him. It's, yeah. al- it's almost like it might have been a mistake to trade him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll take a while for them to like. I, I'm sure LeBron is going to welcome Isaiah because it's another person to load up, you know, some of the offensive responsibilities. But at the same time, it's going to feel like it's going to be a while to, to them, for them to get used to that. Like I would also say, Isaiah, not I love the dude. He brought me a lot of joy. Not a hundred percent easy guy to play with. Right, like mm-hmm. he needs the ball. You got to send him picks. You got to do run a lot of handoffs for him. You got to run stuff to make him look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And LeBron, it's always been LeBron's team every year. For yeah. It's like, this is my team, and you'll fit into how I play. I think that's going to be, I don't know. I don't want to say fascinating, but it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they mesh. Yeah. yeah. There isn't really an obvious trade candidate. I mean, I wrote down DeMarcus, Marcus Saul, DeAndre. I wouldn't. Would you trade DeMarcus if you were in New Orleans? I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. He's probably although, like the seventh best player in the league yeah. this year. I do think he's low-key worse than people realize. Oh, I, I think it's high-key. He leads the league in fouls. Leads the league in turnovers. Was like five or six turnovers a game. Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's five point two. What did you guys think of my suggestion in Slack that missed shots plus turnovers should be on its own? It should be its own. What was it? It was missed shots, points plus assists, minus um, missed shots plus turnovers. I think should be a stat. Should make a ringer PR. Type of thing, just just, I just, just I own it at, ourselves. I love missed shots and turnovers. I think like the, the every time you miss a shot, you lose that possession mm-hmm. unless you got the offensive rebound. Nobody offensive rebounds anymore. And then a turnover, you're giving the ball the other. So if like Westbrook misses that game the other night, he had 23 missed shots and six turnovers. It's 29 times the other team got the ball basically <laughs> unless they got the offensive rebound. Versus like what LeBron's doing. I mean, I, 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 I love the idea, but I feel like marketability might be a little low just because it, it takes a while to explain it. You can't really put it on the traditional Yeah, it did take floor. me two minutes right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting when I did the pod with Steve Kerr, asked him what he looked for. And what did he say? He said, like, I look at our turnovers, our assists, and other teams opposing field goal yeah. percentage. This is the coach of the best team in the league. Right. Those are the only three things he cares about. And and yet we're like, oh, that's what I was about, triple-double. Mm. With like him, like, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. It, it kind of helps to have two MVPs. You don't have to look at anything True. else. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. You're just right. like, how are we taking care of the ball? <laughs> he has awesome guys on this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David West just coming off the I bench. Know. 
Uh, I didn't really have a Warriors question, so the the cop out. Well, where do we down. agree in the Brooklyn one? I would say no. Keep it. Yeah, keep it. Keep it. Just I, to I would, be safe. I would try and throw a couple pennies uh, to the Mavs to try and get Nerlens, maybe. But uh, you and I both still like Nerlens. I'm in on Nerlens. I am too. I've seen him do it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. Okafor. I saw him do it in college, but not really in the pros. But I've seen Noel be dominant defensively in games. He would help. I do like the idea. Let's say. Let's say cousins. I do like the idea that if you can re-sign him after the fact and you can get rid of some of your bad contracts in the process, like it kind of walks the line enough to where, yeah, maybe if LeBron walks, you still have something going forward. Like it's not a lot, but at least you have something. Well, if I'm looking at the teams that could potentially do it, the teams that would like punt on a season basically, and it's just you go down the line. It's Brooklyn doesn't have anyone. I don't know who Charlotte's the Charlotte target would be. I guess Kemba. But that's just doesn't make sense. Yeah, for, yeah. Doesn't. Kaminsky destroyed the Knicks on Monday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he'll have moments. <laughs> Orlando doesn't have a guy unless they went for Vucevic. Mm. Phoenix, no. Sacramento, no. Well, Gordon would be in Chicago, no. Who? Gordon for the Brooklyn pick. But when the Magic, do- I don't know if the Magic uh, would do that. I don't, I, I, I don't see that one. God, I would love to watch him with LeBron though. That'd, That'd be, be amazing. Fun. I don't yeah. see that. One. Jonathan Simmons seems like a Cavs guy, but he's oh. not. He's not a LeBron trying to recruit yeah. him. Yeah, Gasol and Conley. I don't see it. Dallas doesn't Harrison Barnes like that would no, and then Atlanta's no. I'm kind of into, I, I I'm, I'm the kind of into the Nerlens thing if yeah. if they were able to do that. I don't yeah. know how, but I don't know when he's coming back from the thumb thing. But yeah, um, that'd be an interesting the thumb up his ass. <laughs> what, what happened? What's the thumb thing? He's taking the whole year off. You're getting a totally fresh Nerlens. Oh, a lot of hot dogs in Dallas. So you, know. you don't have a Warriors question? It's basically who's your favorite Warrior? Oh, Danny. I mean, I. Like my actual answer is probably Pat McCaw, but I'll, my cop out answer is KD. He's just mm-hmm. looked incredible since Curry's been out. He's basically taken on the Curry role and the Draymond role together. He's averaging almost like three blocks a game. His assist rate's gone through the roof since he's taken over. He's averaging thirty points over the last like nine games. Mm. It's Durant's it's December remarkable. is outrageous. It's remarkable. Yeah, this is what I wanted to see from going into the season. Right. Yeah. I thought he would like. Yeah, kinda... I, I think he wasn't ready for the season. Yeah. I didn't think he looked good those first two weeks. Mm, no. right. See, it seemed like that whole team wasn't ready for the season. I think he, the coach knew it. And was right. like, this is, I knew this was going to happen, but I'm still mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've been the most impressed by West out of all, the, like, obviously the ones. But West, I thought, was finished. And he's making plays in big moments for them. And Game seems like he's walk. the leader of the yeah. team. Because they, the dirty secret with the Warriors is Draymond hasn't been the same this year, and I don't care. I'm not going to look at the stats. I'm just saying what my eye test sees. I don't see the same fire that he had last year. You see a little bit, but not like you think about like the 25 game win. Would they win 25? He yeah, was I think so. he was possessed during that, right. and now he kind of knows regular season. I don't need to be that way. But they also fed off that, and it, there's games where like that Laker game the other night when they just don't have the right energy. And uh, I'll be interested to see if you can turn it back on because I think as you get older, it's harder. I would say the, my answer for me for a favorite warrior is unleash KD, like this specific KD, not the yeah. one before. No Curry KD. Yeah. But I, finals MVP exa- KD. Finals mm-hmm. MVP KD, exactly. Um, but I do say I just enjoy on a night-to-night basis watching Clay. Like just, I'm down with that. Just, yeah, like just, just because like you never hear from him. You never, like unless it's like talking about scaffolding in the middle of New York, like you never hear from him. And he, he's just like, there and does his thing, and I I don't know I find I like that one of the best shooting seasons of his career, yeah, if not the best. I think he's wow, been really good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
he's he's also like starting five of every time he shoots. I think he's going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Which Tatum is weirdly like that for me too now in the Celtics. <laughs> every time he misses, oh I'm like, God. what the hell? Right. I thought we had a deal. I thought you made every shot. And like the the thing with him was that he didn't have a shot, right? Like yeah. coming from college. So it's... he's the big issue. The the weird dark Celtics. You know, every every team has like the super internet like conversations that nobody else even understand. Mm. A big Celtics conversation is why does Tatum only shoot nine times a game? Because <laughs> every time they give him the ball, it seems like he can score, but yet he gets his two shots a quarter and that's it. So there's a lot of like, nobody wants to question the president, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of, eh, you can probably of, throw him, get wait, him to 12 shots a game, right? Tatum shooting 51.5% from three. <laughs> I know! It's you thought I was kidding! What the hell? He's, he's kind of amazing. He's yeah. like, he's basically like a 50-50-90 guy. Right? <laughs> What's what his field goal? Yeah, no, he's at 50, oh 51, and 80, 84. Right. Wow. Which is that you could get that up pretty fast, but it's like, this is my point. He's, he takes nine shots a game. He's uh, like a 50, 50, 85 Give him guy. some Kyrie shots. thought I was kidding. <laughs> Why are you sick? Why does this bother you? I, I have like a strange psychic allegiance to the Philly fans. So uh, I, I kinda, well, because we have it. too many of them on the yeah, staff. We got to fix yeah. that. I do wonder what Tatum's future is in the league. Like who is he? Is he gonna be like a like a frontline oh, score for them or hundred percent? Is he gonna be their best player eventually? Yes. Wow. I did. I, well, Kyrie's only twenty five, but sure. Yeah. I think that the thing with him is I was there for Paul Pierce's first year, and Paul Pierce was I think two years older, and similar games, tall, long arm, stuff like that. He's just so much more advanced offensively than Paul Pierce was. Paul Pierce was a baby; he barely knew what he was doing. Tatum has like seven moves already. Yeah. You can post him up. He's got, yeah, I wrote about it last month. He's got that swoop from either side, the Dr. J swoop. He's got pull-ups. It's it's crazy. I, I, I don't understand how he's this advanced. doesn't make sense. He's kind of like the manifestation of how much better players have gotten at a younger age and how or much earlier they yeah. start to refine those moves. Because like, okay, like you said, like Paul Pierce probably wasn't that refined when he got to the Celtics. And then somebody like, Tatum, like he probably started super early on. He's like working on these moves because somebody told him you should work on this. Shout out yeah. to Drew Hanlon. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's like, okay, now he's there. He knows how to do them already as a rookie, which is pretty insane. His footwork is is really crazy. Yeah. I had no idea he was going to be this good. I When they started, when there was buzz that, that this was the guy they wanted, I was like, really? Yeah. Saw him in college. He was good, but... Also, shouts um, out to KOC. I mean, he he was, okay. was yeah. O'Connor was he the was first on. guy who was just like, this yeah. guy's gonna be a superstar. Well, and I was like, no way. Still a rookie wall to hit. So. <laughs> yeah, it's well, we'll see. You know, the thing with the Celtics. Oh, we're gonna talk about them. I'll wait till we get to them. Actually, oh. we're yeah. We could just oh, transition here? to them now. Well, they got screwed with the schedule because this London trip. Like they, this, this grind they're through. Their whole goal right now is just to get through it without hurting, getting anybody like severely hurt. They're gonna, by the time it's done, they're going to have, have played like five more games than any other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need to get through this stretch. And if they can get through this stretch, once they get to London, it's like the finish line. It's almost mm-hmm. like with our website where it's like, oh, the holiday week's coming. Once we get there, <laughs> we get our stores up, it will be good. Right. And they need to get to this London game. And then after that, it's going to be the rest of the season's easy. It's a lot of home games. and well, Then they just have to wait for Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's, <laughs> he got the Lee Jenkins. Yeah. Oh, did he? The Lee Jenkins treatment today. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. How's it? I didn't read it. I yet. didn't read it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it should be interesting. Uh, the specific questions I have, I guess we'll go. We'll jump to the second one first. Uh, is Kyrie Irving a top five point guard? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's more. It's more interesting because the other question is John Wall a top five point guard. Kyrie Irving is so much better than John Wall. Mm-hmm. I can't even entertain that conversation. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is incredible. Defense. Yeah. 
His feel- defense, I will say, his defense, now that he's kind of calmed down a little bit, his defense, it's not his defense as much as the team's. There's a specific type of guy who kills this Celtics team. Right. That mm-hmm. I hope they don't see in a playoff series. Old Depot's a good example. Mm-hmm. That guard, the inside-outside guard who can get to the rim and also pull up, they just can't. They don't without Bradley, like you took Bradley for granted forever. Right. Not to have Bradley, it's really hard to guard those guys for this team. And that's one of the the other issue is like the big overpowering center. Horford, there's just certain guys he's not gonna be able to guard. Right. So um They probably do need a rim protector, just someone. He, I, one more guy would make me comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. There's if they like, they saw who knows with Detroit, Detroit's been so up and down, but if they they saw Detroit in a playoff series, I'd be a little nervous. Interesting. And then, like, Dragic is the type of guy that just kills them. Like, these herky-jerky guards right. that they don't Penetrate, really have yeah. the right guy to guard him. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. Would Isaiah Booker's another one. fit that bill? Would, Which like, one? if they were to match up Cleveland-Boston, would Isaiah fit the bill? The, guy, the guard giving Old them problems? Old Isaiah. I, can we all agree that the Isaiah that comes back is not going to be the Isaiah we saw last year? Because that Isaiah was completely reckless and throwing his body around and bouncing yeah. off the basket support. And I don't see how you play that way when you've had, had this hip thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect from him. Apparently, he's going to go to the G League this this uh, this week. Start off, yeah. yeah, interesting. I hope it. I and look, the best story would be if he could come back at reasonably close to where he was, and then we have Celtics Cavs, and he's in there, and the crowd has such affection for him. That's going to be really complicated. All he needs to do is be better than Jose Calderon. <laughs> and not it. a high bar. Okay. I, 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 that's it. And he'll help their defense. Oh no, he won't help. Well, they, he they he will he will help them by proxy, like you were saying. He right. takes the offensive load. LeBron, LeBron can LeBron kind can, of yeah, you know, can freelance quarterback a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, Cavs still favored in the East. I yeah. think I yeah. think so. Yeah, I I always default to the best player. Yeah, I think this is. Uh, the Celtics, as currently equipped, have a much better chance to compete in any playoff series just because of their length and Kyrie. And Kyrie can go toe-to-toe with LeBron in a game five, six, seven, doesn't matter. Yeah. I do. Ky- Ky- Kyrie's incredible, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. <laughs> He's incredible. He's pretty okay. He's absolutely incredible. <laughs> well, I do think it's interesting, the other side of that, uh, on the Christmas Day matchup with John Wall, because mm. the team kind of fell apart when he wasn't there. On the other hand, I don't really know what they are right now, the Wizards. They're kind of just middling in, somewhere in the East. Uh, I don't know if they have enough of a top gear to really even compete with the Celtics like they did last year in the playoffs. It just doesn't seem like there's much there. Dude. Well, like we're we're talking about them more than we are about the Raptors. I feel, and I feel like the Raptors are a better overall team. Like the Wizards need kind of that third guy, and otherwise, like they don't. I don't think they compare to the other teams in the East right now. Danny Chow looked They'll at my rundown. Either. Yeah. Before this, and said, "Where am I going to talk about the Raptors?" There you go. I'm just open yeah. the door for you, Danny. It, it's okay. We can we can we can stick on topic. I I kind of see the the Wizards as like the Blazers East. Mm. Um, similar, you know, backcourt, you know, star power. Rest of the team's a little bit iffy, but uh, be careful. <laughs> the Portland fans, they they somehow figured out a way to take that personally. I love Wizards, what the hell? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we have two of the best players in the league. God. I like that. I think you're right, though. I think they're the, on paper, they look better than when you actually watch them. Sure. I mean, do, is, is there anything to this rivalry between them and the Celtics from stemming from last year? No. Nah, well, you got the Morris brothers now. Yeah, it's true. That'll be I fun. Like that. I don't know whether that's good or bad for the rivalry. I, I, to me, the Wizards seem like they should be Bradley Beal's team, and they're mm-hmm. going to eventually have to realize that. 
he's he's been top five kind of leap guys for me this year that I've just been seen caught him on certain nights. So like, right. wow, he's really figuring this out now. He's great. He did seem to not know what to do when Wall was out, like originally. Like the right. first game right after it, it was almost as if they pretty much just ran dribble handoffs for him the entire time yeah. because they had nobody to create and like kick out to him. Yeah. And I don't know if he has that part of his game kind of refined yet, but clearly he's taking a step forward. He's very much like early-ish Ray Allen. I see. Yeah, like he, the destiny for him would be 05 Seattle Ray Allen when yeah. they built that whole fun playoff team around all the good stuff Ray Allen could do. And I actually think he's better than Ray Allen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think an interesting wrinkle on this, like, potential rivalry is just the fact that Kyrie and Wall are actually going to be playing against each other now. And I feel like, I, maybe this is just me projecting, but I see a lot of rage in John Wall. And I think a lot of it has to do with how much success Kyrie gets and how much, like, attention he gets, especially with his, with his sneakers. You know, his sneakers have obviously connected with, you know, the basketball-loving culture a lot more than Wall's. Like, Wall Simmons still doesn't have a deal. Simmons kids have the Kyrie's. Yeah. yeah. So, they like, weren't asking for the John Walls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those exist right now. Yeah, yeah they haven't existed for, like, three years. I don't think well, he has a shoe contract. Yeah. No. no. Well, that's kind of, like, Wall's whole thing. Like, he's just always been, like, the forgotten or the, un- the underrated guy. And, right. you know, we were asking, like, oh, is he a top five point getter? And I don't think anybody's uh, – none of us said he, sh- he is. So. Yes. Like, he oh, there is. you go. So, but, but, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of what – drives him I feel right. like because it's just like he's underlooked and everything I, I don't know I think he's a level below Kyrie I think I just think Kyrie there's a group of eight or nine guys and then there's the next group and John Wall's not in that first group he's just not I wonder if he's a step below Damian Lillard like I feel the same about both yeah Wizards Blazers I think John Wall would be more fun to play with yes mm-hmm. I would not have fun playing with Damian Lillard yeah. mm-hmm. alright we're gonna take a quick break and get back to the rest of the Christmas Day matchups This episode of Group Chat is brought to you by State Farm. With over 19,000 State Farm agents nationwide, you get an agent that gets you as well as Chris Paul and James Harden get each other, which is the focus of the Ringer's first NBA relationship goals video. Chris Ryan, Jason Gallagher kind of break down uh, just the relationship between the two Rockets All-Stars this year and how they've had so much success on the court. One ball, but not much a problem for the Houston Rockets. So be sure to check that video out on TheRinger.com, The Ringer's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Ringer, The Ringer's Facebook or Twitter. And remember, like teammates on the court, a relationship with a State Farm agent sets you up for success off the court. Go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. All right, we talked about the first three games on the Christmas Day slate. Let's get to the second half. First one up, Rockets versus Thunder. Mm. Uh, the question I have, oh, and this. this is the one I've been thinking about which, for a which, while. What's the time slot for this one? This is an 8 o'clock or Eastern <laughs> TNT? Yes. We're getting progressively later. Uh, That's a good one. It's probably the best game on the slate, I think, just because I, I just love watching the Rockets. Like every and, game is just super interesting. And it's so much fun to hate watch the Thunder. So go <laughs> ahead. I didn't interrupt you. Exactly. No, it's cool. Uh, one thing I've been thinking about is could this Rockets team beat the Warriors team before Katie joined? So the team that broke the record, but they don't but have lost 3 1. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. have KD in there to kind of really just change everything. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Okay. I think I would agree. Like they could, not that they would, but that they could. Rockets have number one offense, number seven defense. Harden's first in PER, first in scoring. Chris Paul also hasn't lost a game since he's played. Fourteen to zero. Fourteen to zero. This um, is as of Tuesday. 
Or Wednesday, mm. sorry. Man, this is rough. I like I might just say no just because everyone else has said yes. <laughs> I love the Rockets. Dan Tony's my guy. Um <laughs> but I I one, that's that might be a reason why we should all be saying no. Uh but uh it's just I, I feel like the Rockets are not a team that can like change their identity mid-series. Okay. As as well as the Warriors might be able to. Um, I think the Rockets play a very specific way and they will continue shooting those threes. And if it doesn't fall, then they're so just going to. My my question to that is like, so you don't think like if they needed to like a go-to scoring crunch mm-hmm. time, they would just turn the ball over to Chris Paul now and he would just take over from like the mid-range or wherever he needs to that's, go. That's he, worked so well in the playoffs. He cannot do that <laughs> against, the, against the Warriors no, in the West Conference Yeah, finals. that's true. Well, yeah, I guess if I'm we're comparing my answer. to the Warriors. You can... <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that James Harden's a choke artist yeah. in the playoffs and so is Chris Paul. I changed my answer. He does have knee pain that sounds pretty ominous these days. James Harden does. Oh, really? He's yeah. kind of complaining. I'm kidding about, it. about the choke artist thing, but I, I just that Warriors team was pretty tough. Yeah. That that 15 team. Well, I they think went, it, they 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 won a lot of battles that season. What what I think is interesting is that I wonder if the Rockets can go smaller than the Warriors can. Like you're still putting Draymond out there. I think Draymond is kind of an Achilles heel on offense for the Warriors. I mean, obviously they're going to have enough there, but he's kind of the one that made that all work. But the Rockets can go pretty much PJ Tucker at center. And just put five shooters on the floor. That's going to be a fight. That's a, like right. that's that amazing. So fun, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, think I have noticed this year with the Warriors, it does seem like teams are now just treating Draymond like he's Andre Andre Roberson. <laughs> they're just like, hey, I mean, you there's, your, there's your open twenty yeah. four footer. Just make it, make it, looks- it five times, and we'll worry about you. And I think it is in his head like ten percent. Whereas like two years ago, he was just shooting it every time. Right. Now you can kind of see him thinking about it for a split second. Yeah, his shooting numbers fell off a cliff last year. Yeah. And, it's and they have the and has continued this year. Right. And now it's like you're gonna pick your poison. That's the poison you pick. Go ahead, make a twenty four footer Draymond. Right. And his shot looks flat. He looks a little slow and a little sluggish. I don't know what he's doing off the court, but I don't know. I'm a little it's worried. Been, yeah, it's been knick knack injuries. I I mean he's out shoulder. right now yeah. for shoulder. Um so I don't know. Mm. I'd be interested to watch Capella against the Warriors. I think he's somebody who's been really good early on the season, and he's kind of like I, I just like would want to see that matchup just to see how they would kind of counteract that. I mean, that that was always kind of the the game plan, right? You right. you needed a guy who could get those offensive rebounds to you know keep from the Warriors, you know, running off the break or whatever. I know we we have to do this because. It's a long season, and we have to come up with narratives in the moment, all that stuff. But it, it is—we're not going to know with the Rockets until March. Yeah. yeah, I think the Knicks in 2013 are a really good example of when they had that crazy two-month stretch, and everyone's making—they're shooting 35 threes a game, and Carmelo looked amazing, and we really started talking ourselves into them. And then all of a sudden, you get in a playoff series, and Roy Hibbert's banging dudes and banging Tyson Chandler around, and um, Carmelo goes cold for one game. All of a sudden, they're out of the playoffs. And with Houston, I think Paolo's right that that one style works, or you said it, actually, your point, uh, the one style works. Um, but as Danny said, like, when that slows down, when something goes different, what's plan B? I mean, Chris Paul is, is an interesting case because he can play that kind of slowed down mid, mid-range mid game. But at the same time, he's very small and and. Jonathan Charks uh, makes this point all the time. It's that the margin for error for guys like that in the playoffs is so much smaller because 
the quality of competition just goes up way higher. And there but you are, wouldn't you want the ball with Harden though? I would. Right. If, if I'm the Rockets, I'm going down with James Harden. Chris Paul's there, but and he's running my second unit mm-hmm. and he's out there in crunch time. But I don't I guess, know. I guess James the argument would be like dude. they already went down with James Harden last year, and yeah. you know he didn't show up. But I still feel like I think that I really think he was concussed, and they'll never tell us. Mm-hmm. That was too weird of a collapse. Yeah, really I've never seen anything like that. He went from they're going to win the game to his his entire postseason was over, <laughs> and he was like what three for twenty three or whatever. That yeah. was too weird. Yeah, it does speak to like the changes that they've made this offseason, though, where I wouldn't be too worried, at least in the regular season, if James Harden does go down with his knee pain. I mean, Paul has been amazing. And I think it's really one of the most shocking things of this season where he's been comfortable being deferential. He is basically the leader of a second unit. And yeah, it's a really good second unit, but it doesn't seem to bother him. I think it's like the type of thing what you don't see in Mello is Chris Paul's just kind of killer instinct. And I think it's leading Chris Paul to be fine with the role he's playing as a secondary guy. You don't think Mello likes OKC? (laughs) It doesn't seem like he's really going to the steakhouse and and really enjoying it. What a tough spot for him. Yeah. I almost want I, Carmelo's career is almost like a video game reset. Right, it's yeah. like let's do this again. <laughs> just didn't turn out. Th- <laughs> right. I yeah. was playing a season and something. Like, hey, let's just start over. Right. I would just want to start over with him with Detroit taking him in two thousand three over Darko and just start the whole thing over. Wow. I think it's a completely different career. He learns from those guys. He learns how to be a pro. He eventually comes in and and starts taking over their offense in like about two thousand five, and he's freaking top forty player. Yeah. We're at the point where he's starting to look like Iverson, like before he went to the Grizzlies. Like he's yeah. that level wow. of he won't he can't just make a change shot. who he is. Yeah, he's been really bad. He scored four points, I think, the other night. Lowest Bro- yeah, ever? I think so. And a brain like had eleven. Shots, yeah. It was it was like my fever dream. <laughs> oh god. They've been a fun hate watch team this year. Yeah. I listen, I hate ISO ball. I hate um stat counting. I hate I hate players that ask the scores table how many Assists they have just like from a hate watch basketball standpoint, they bring almost everything to the table for me. <laughs> I really hate watch. <laughs> I really enjoy hate watching them. I, their <laughs> offense is so bad. I feel bad for Paul George, so and I. yet Paul George has kind of made his own mess. Yeah, Old Depot's yeah. doing what Paul George could have done in oh, Indiana. Man. He's doing a better version of it, and Paul George made it seem like that wasn't a good place for him and it wasn't good enough for him and now he's in a worse place. Like, there's just a lot to love. That's actually my question for the Thunder. Is Paul George a number one option on a contender? I, that's always been the rub. Yeah. He's like kind of 1A. Uh, he's kind of settled into the Chris Bosh role that Melo should. Like, he's a yeah. really good defender. I think he's leading the league in steals. It's not but the role pre- he should have. I know. He's right. pretty much being used as a spacer a lot of the time. His three-point percentage, I think, is above his regular field goal percentage. They should run the whole offense through him and play Westbrook off the ball. 100%. I, yeah. I just want to see it for a week. <laughs> Whatever they're doing now is great if you want to win somebody the MVP and win 45 right. games and lose in round one. But if you want to actually potentially win a playoff series, they have to run it through George. Well, like, that's the thing, right? Like They're like kind of like halfway in between letting Russ be completely Russ and then also trying to work in the other guy. So it's, it's like not work. working at all. It's, like, no it's just like land. there's no, yeah, exactly. It's no, that game land. the other day when he was like 16 for 28 yeah. and the other, the other guys had like 15 points combined. That's, that's unfortunately probably who they are. I would be trying to trade Paul George if I were them. They're not winning the title with this team and they got to get something for him. He's not staying. <sighs> they have know. to really think about it. Cavs. I don't know if Sam Presti can really eject. <laughs> He's really kind of made his bed yeah. with his team. Because I mean, you'll be left with Russ regardless. But 
I don't know. If, if you're just going to be resigned to that future anyway, why not just go for it this season is kind of how I think. Go for what? They're not doing anything <laughs> with that team. <laughs> Please hope that like some sort of coaching change maybe or some sort of like different like chemistry just like kind of matriculates to there. I don't know. That's they, the thing. For, for Paul George to be a number one option on a contender, it would have to be like the perfect situation. It would have to be... Paul George on the title-winning Pistons team. It would have to be Paul George on that 60-win Hawks team. Right, right. Or Paul George on that 2014 I don't think he's good enough. I don't think he's good enough offensively. The stats back it up. He's not. How much do we think Donovan is at fault here? This is a question we were discussing today. But when you you build a culture where everything is built around one guy getting a triple-double, winning the MVP, nobody else boxes out on a rebound so he can come in and get it, and that's the culture you've built. You can't just change that in a year and be like, all right, now you have to involve some other guys. Right. That's what the they did. They created, I hate to use the word monster, so I won't, but they created what they created. Yeah. Um, they created the situation they're in now, right. which is like this guy plays a certain way and he's used to a certain way, and they can't deviate from it. You're yeah. basically saying MVP played differently. What you did literally earned the best honor we have in this game, but now you have to play completely different. Or, you know, this might be who he is. Right. Maybe he should just be on teams when he does what he did last year and just the supporting cast is a better version of what he had last year, and that's your best chance. But um, (laughs) I don't know. Westbrook, three Abrinuses, and Steven Adams. Let me me tell you, I know this can't happen because they just traded, uh, they just signed Covington, but you're asking, like, what's the best position for Paul George to actually mm-hmm. succeed? To me, it's like in that Covington role, but a little more. So, like, it's Simmons's team, but when Simmons has those moments, like, you're kind of sharing Alpha Dog with him, and then you're doing all the stuff Covington's mm-hmm. doing. That well, would, to me, would be his best situation. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you replaced Paul George, if you replaced Tayshawn Prince with Paul George on that team, or if you replaced, you know, Andre Iguodala on that Nuggets team that surprised everyone, then lost to the Warriors. Or, you know, in, on the Hawks team, if he replaced, you know, Kent Bazemore. Like, I think that's, like, the ideal role for him because he can do all of those things, but at an extremely high level. So we're saying Paul George has become rich man Xavier Bradley now? I, I basically want him to be, fulfill a utopian team that, <laughs> that does not have, like, a, a clear right. hierarchy. And, like, you, the complete opposite of that is a thunder. Do you know who has Max Caspace this summer? Or around that? Philadelphia 76ers. Bingo. I'm just going to put that out there. Do you know that Jalen Brown's stats <laughs> in year one and year two are better than Paul George's uh, stats and Jimmy Butler's stats in year one and year two by like a significant margin? Interesting. Yeah. I just throwing that out okay. there. <laughs> That's a good one. Just saying, if you're saying, could Jalen Brown be Paul George? Well, through two years, he's Paul George. Do you think the Celtics are going to be better than the Warriors in two years? I don't know. I'm not rational. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, what if... What should we say? I have the hottest take of all time. When do you want it? Right now. Immediately. I wouldn't trade for Anthony Davis. Okay. I'm like not interested. Here's my, I'll give you my 40 cents on the dollar offer, but you're not getting Tatum or Brown <laughs> and you can have my draft picks. <laughs> Just because and, of the injuries? Yeah. I. You know what? I like my team. I like the team I have. Hayward's coming back. I don't want to trade for Anthony Davis. Can Oof. I just root for this team? This is my favorite. All my Celtic fan, fan friends, we were talking about this. This is easily my favorite Celtics team since probably the last Bird team with Reggie Lewis and D Brown and Brian Shaw and all those guys. I love that team, but it might we might even be drifting into the '80s. All of us love this team. We don't want to trade. We want to root for these guys. It's like they're a cut above. They're a cut below the 
hated super teams like the you know what so like if they were to add anthony davis it would become a little like less likable yeah be then too... we're like buying like it's it's like the same shit everybody hates when everybody else does it i like the <laughs> team we have <laughs> let's go Bring hayward back fix his ankle let's do it man i don't want anthony davis i know it's heresy to say that <laughs> i mean anthony davis top five player i think he would I, fit perfectly I'm what well they aware. do too yeah. can i just be happy with my team i'm already one titles I love having Jalen Brown. I love Jason Tatum. I've already won titles. We have more picks coming. Let's go. I have Kyrie. We have a superstar already. Why don't we win the Anthony Davis? Boston wins too much. This is the luxury. No. How about this? Stay in the court, Anthony Davis. I'm going to trade everything. I'm going to mortgage everything for somebody who's had, what, 22 different minor injuries at this point? But also, I mean, imagine him on on a team that has a good training staff. Oof. Listen, I don't want to go there. I'm incredibly. I'm incredibly loyal to this group of dudes, and I hope they don't make a weird trade. Is yeah. all I'm going to say. Mm, I fun. love watching this team. My whole goal is I just want to be excited to watch the Celtics every night. I love this team. I don't need Anthony Davis. Okay. It's like if I'm having a great dinner and Danny comes in and be like, here, try this beef stew I made. And I'm already like downing a filet mignon. I'm like, you know, I'm good. I don't want the beef stew. <laughs> so the beef stew is Anthony Davis in this case? Well, he's like a great, he's like the son Don. Right. He's yeah. like that yeah. level of beef stew. Pretty, but it's still, it's too much. It's too rich. I, I'm good. But what if it actually happened? Like, I If they traded... Well, first of all, yeah, if what's they, a reasonable trade? If they ever trade Tatum, I'll be I'll be <laughs> devastated. I fucking love Tatum. Right. Jalen Brown, he could talk me more into, <laughs> but I think he's going to be great. Yeah, if it was Jalen Brown and all the picks they have and whatever else, I, I I don't know. I guess it would make sense on paper, but we're still like two years away from it. Yeah. Did you see them anyway. celebrate the Indiana game? It was like watching a Division two college <laughs> team. <laughs> They're like. They, they're like guys. such not an NBA team. They love each other. They pull for each other. That's what I want. Yeah, them and the Sixers. It's it's like I find myself envious of some fan bases out east just because it seems like it's a lot of fun going on. The Lakers yeah. to a certain extent. I don't know. Uh, oh, it does lead to the next question. Timberwolves and Lakers, the last game, 1030 at night. Who is staying up to watch this game on the East Coast? All four of us? Yeah, yeah probably. Us. Danny's, Danny's ready. Danny will be going for seconds. This is my bowl. I don't know what the Christmas dinner is that night at the Chow House, but I'm sure there will be leftovers. It's one of the few times I'm, I'm willing to watch the Wolves. Mm. It's, it's just Wolves a are a tough hang. They don't quite have the hate watchability of the Thunder. Tough hang, and, man. Yeah. Butler's, Butler's clearly like has wrested control of the team from Towns now and has become yeah. the guy. And Towns is handling it weird. I don't know what the hell Wiggins does. I don't know what he is and what he's doing. Yeah. He's uh, he's in a horrible shooting slump. That's that's what's going on. He's basically, first of all, it's always funny when teams overpay two guards. But you can, it's so easy to find a two guard who's just going to jack up shots and intermittently try on defense. You definitely don't need to pay $30 million a year for that, Mm -hmm. which is what they just did. And, uh... I don't, I don't know. I saw I saw them in person two weeks ago, and, and I was concerned about their chemistry, body language, the way they the plays they ran, post ups for Taj Gibson. It's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> T- T- uh, Tibbs loves Taj Gibson. He loves yeah. him. Yeah. He loves him. They use Towns completely incorrectly. It's not really a hate watch. It's more of a cringe watch. Yeah. Just it's like, a cringe watch. Right. That's what yeah. it is. It's a good way to put it. Well, this is the question I had: is who will have the better career, Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Davis? I I just think Davis is better. I think Towns needs to do something before we can. Towns even have this gets question. his yeah. stats, but when you're yes. watching it live, it's never amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Davis is amazing. Yes. Now I just said I wouldn't trade for him, <laughs> but he's still amazing. I right. will fully admit he's in the top eight. And if the Celtics can get him, I'll talk myself into it. But, <laughs> of course, um, yeah. But uh, he's just better than Towns. Yes. Towns is those games. Uh, he had a game. Granted, it was against the Kings, if, if I remember correctly. Like he just had like twenty-seven, five blocks, five assists. He he was like an all-around player. And I was like, okay, like that's who you're supposed to be. And it, you just don't see it consistently enough to be to even probably like entertain this question. Yeah. Do that every night and get off Instagram and just like get back on defense. <laughs> well, they also have the go. Jamal Crawford issue. Yeah. Their bench is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Jamal Crawford, who has won like at least two more six man of the year awards than he should have won. <laughs> and the media loves him and he's an awesome guy. If he was here right now, we would all fall in love with him and Good he'd be hang. an amazing guest. Great hang. <laughs> Great hang. Yeah. Unlike the Timberwolves. But if you're playing him at crunch time, there's something really dramatically yeah. wrong with your team. And that's what happened with the Clippers the last few years. And that's. That's his Timberwolves. I thing. mean, yeah, exactly. Charks uh, wrote a piece on this, basically comparing the two teams that the Wolves are the are the new Clippers. They're the new yeah. Clippers. Yeah, it's true, and yeah. and it's like the same kind of dissatisfied look. I was a big Tibbs defender, but the way he's beating people mm-hmm. on the ground again, it's really hard to defend. It's just it's a long season, and you guys don't need to play forty two to forty five minutes a game in fucking December. It's absolutely idiotic. The game has passed them by, and he hasn't caught up. And also, like, it's good to use your bench. I, I right. think. The, the biggest lesson Pop, we've learned from Popovich this decade is that it's okay if your best player is not playing for two months. Like, you figure it out. We, listen, the Hayward thing is awful, and I'm still kind of recovering from it, but it did allow Brown and Tatum to play, and it, and it allowed Terry Rozier to get more minutes, and you kind of have to just spin it into a positive, and guys have to step up. And it, it's it's just crazy to me when teams don't use the regular season for that. You should always play 10 guys, in the 9 or 10 in the regular season. We were talking about their bench and how bad it is. I think, like, the bench itself, like, allows Tibbs to be the way he is, too, because there's nobody who he can kind of turn to. Or, or do you think, or do you yeah, think, but I guess like, that's my question. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's his, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's both his problem from a coaching perspective right. and a GM perspective. But wait a second, though. Is, like, Shabazz bad now? Yes. Yeah. Is he bad because Tibbs doesn't believe in him, or is he actually bad? Because well, he, he was good two years ago as a bench guy, and now he's not. Well, he's, he's Zach Randolph in, uh, in wing form. Like, he's only good in the post. Okay, you then make it work. This is my issue right. with OKC last year with Cantor. It's like, can't play Cantor. It's like, why? Cantor can post up and he gets rebounds. Like, right. you, I'm watching all the other shitty guys on your mm-hmm. team. You can't mm-hmm. figure out how to use Cantor in a playoff series? It's weird because they don't quite have enough shooting to allow it to happen so that he's, like, constantly in the post when, you know, they need, I don't know, yeah. like, Taj Gibson out. Yeah, but if you're playing yeah. Towns and Butler and Wiggins together mm-hmm. with Teague— you could I at least let me see Shabazz for like a week <laughs> with those with those four. Just a check on. There's no yeah. shooting okay. for him. Yeah, right. Belly's been out, know. so that's hurt. But yeah, they don't play Cole Aldridge. I really like Cole. Cole Aldridge has wow. had moments. He's right? another one. Deep cut. Well, this no, is like on the Clippers. He was good. Yeah. yeah okay. This is like the Cantor conversation. It's like we know these guys have succeeded, and if they're not succeeding, and I'm not positive it's their fault. Right. You know. Yeah. They paid like Gorgie Jing. Baines is good on the Celtics this year for what he is. He's good. Yeah. Last year he wasn't good. Mm. It's like he wasn't being used correctly. Now they use him correctly. Yeah. So is Tibbs in any kind of trouble? Like I guess like what would have to happen nah. for that? We'll, like, we'll stay away from that one. Yeah. We've, we've got we've gone too deep on oh, that yeah. one in other places. Less <laughs> uh, well, less team related yeah. question. Uh, who will have a better career, Kyle Kuzma or Alonzo Wall? <laughs> That's a good one. So, I'll I'll say this. I'm very much Alonzo apologist. I see all the issues. I think the shooting is a legitimate concern. He did have one nice jumper in the other day, and everyone freaked out about it in overtime. 
Uh, he just plays the right way. Like yeah, he made a fourteen footer, and the yeah. Laker announcers reacted like he had just cured polio. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> the form. Look at that. That's what he's got to do. And say that's the first time that's happened this whole season. Right. Twenty game, twenty five games in. Uh, it's like a comet. Uh, but no, I just I, I look at the way he moves the ball. He's he gets everyone else involved. I think he could be scrappy on defense. It's not there now, but I think he could get there. I don't know. I I think he still has enough potential to be. Like your third best player, I don't think he'll ever be a superstar, but I think he'd be like your third guy. Mm. So Danny's confused. I'm I'm so conflicted. I, I mean, like I obviously have a very soft, very big soft spot for Lonzo. Uh, wrote my first piece for the Ringer about his family, um, and I, I think in recently he's he's shown a bit of assertiveness, a bit of aggressiveness, especially pushing the ball that has really kind of brought me over. I, I think the, the shooting concerns really did worry me worry me for a while. Uh, they still do, obviously, but uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to stay patient. I believe in youth. Mm. I've Danny, always Danny youth. made the crucial point. He's fixed some things that were really concerning. Right. He's so much more aggressive. I thought that Kobe night game was, was the best I'd ever seen him. He looked great um, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah he the, was— No, in the overtime. He's yeah. got to attack. It took him—it almost seemed like it took him 20 games to catch up to the speed of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because he's yeah. twenty, and we forget like these dudes are young. Go look at CJ McCollum's rookie stats. Go look at Kobe's first two years. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a while. I'm more encouraged than I was. I still can't envision a scenario where, as a shooter, he's any better than Jason Kidd at peak Jason Kidd, where he's. I can't imagine him ever scoring more than sixteen points a game. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be a better version of Ricky Rubio. Is that would we take that? Yeah, I, don't I mean know he's the crafty. Yeah. Like he gets rebounds, he kind of he knows the angles, he kind of jumps in. Fun there. to play with. He's mm-hmm. not a great athlete. Like if he's gonna do no, everything, he gets blocked at the rim. He gets blocked a lot. And Kevin yeah. O'Connor has that stat so where when Rubio. he goes right, like he just he just is shooting like twenty yeah. percent from layups. This is a few weeks ago. It's but, weird because like if he can play off the ball, and that's kind of where I see his athleticism. He's he's actually really explosive off two feet. It's just he kind of has Derek Williams syndrome where if he's jumping off one foot, it looks like he's not getting off the floor at all. So that's why, like, when he was doing that running layup to try and win the game or tie the game, tie the game, uh, yeah. tie the game David West, who's like 50 years old, blocked it easily. Yeah. Right? So, this was the Rubio issue. Rubio yeah. cannot finish at the rim, and it prevented him from ever becoming an all-star. Yeah. Well, to fold Kuzma back into this conversation, because you asked, okay, who would have the better career? Like, it was so interesting to me because I went to Kobe's, um, you know, honorary night on, on Monday, and— was it was just packed with a bunch of these like crazy Kobe fans, and then you go up to them, ask him, "So, like, how do you feel about this team? And you know, how do you remember Kobe and compare to this team?" And there was more than a few of them who said, "I actually see some of Kobe more in Kuzma than in Lonzo." Mama mentality, which is just an insane thing. But that's why Kobe left. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just so funny to see like how they're still tied, kind of to that. Kobe figure because it's like and, Stockholm syndrome, right? And, and 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 like they see some of it in Kuzma, which is hilarious to me. But also like, okay, they seem to be kind of already resigned to the fact that like Lonzo is not going to be who they kind of expected him to be, which is I don't know. You know I wouldn't give up on Lonzo yet, yeah. but yeah, I, I think for what we were hoping, it, it, we just haven't seen the signs yet. And at some point, those first year, second year, you have to have some moments, right. you know, Tatum has had moments already where you're like in big games on the road, he's made plays. You're like, holy shit, Tatum, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Lonzo just hasn't had enough of them. And compared to like, I've said this before, but if you just 
switch bodies with him and Donovan Mitchell this year. And Donovan Mitchell was what Lakers fans thought they were getting with Lonzo. I know they're different players, but if he was just doing that in a Lonzo ball jersey, we wouldn't be able to go outside. We'd, the Laker <laughs> flags would be like, yeah, we'd be getting yeah. po- our eyes poked out with them. They'd be going bonkers. Donovan Mitchell is so much better than Lonzo. And yeah, he's a little bit older, but um, I do think there's a lot of we want it to happen. So we're like, yeah. oh, the, oh, that in the fourth quarter, he was so aggressive. And it's like, <laughs> think of how we sound. We sound like soccer moms. <laughs> well, the one thing I was wondering at halftime when they did the whole Colby ceremony was you look at everybody out there and you wonder, do the Lakers know what they're doing? Because you look at all the principles in the Lakers organization now and it's like, oh, it's magic. And Luke Walton, former Laker, oh, Jeannie Buss, like the, the daughter of, of a famous Laker owner. Oh, you, have Kobe, you have Kobe's agent. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe, they still like honor as if he's like their best player on the team still. The draft pick that they got he's played was, for two years. Yeah. <laughs> the draft pick that they got was just the biggest celebrity in the draft. And like maybe they should have went with Tatum and maybe Donovan Mitchell would have been a better pick. And I'm starting to wonder like, have they really shown many signs that they're any better than the past few years where like everyone just wondered like what is going on? Well, I wonder if the move was to also maybe trade down and uh, and go from two to whatever. Like, we don't know. Nobody knew Donovan Mitchell was going to do this. No. So they, no. He was definitely a fast riser. But if you just do that draft over and you trade backwards and you dump a contract in the trade, you go from like two to 12. What's funny is that Denver pick, which was the Mitchell pick, was basically available. Mm-hmm. And I think from a Celtic standpoint, because from what I heard, they really liked Mitchell. And Paul George was happening that night, and all of their focus was on Paul George. They could have easily trumped the Utah trade. The Utah trade was basically 24 and what for third? Trey Lyles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For 13? Not a lot. And what, like the 20 something? Like whoever, whatever pick was used to get um, Tyler Lydon. Right. Who Celtics not a had more than enough picks to trump that, but right. they thought they were getting Paul George and they needed all this other stuff. Right. But uh, kind of crazy that Denver traded that pick. You they, know who they could use? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> One, they, wow. their, their, their biggest misstep what in, a, the what last, if? in the last three years. If the Celtics had gotten Donovan Mitchell, we would have just quit. We would have stopped the NBA and had to start over because this has been too much. <laughs> Him and Rose, well, <laughs> oh Haley would have been wearing Celtics uh, oh, yeah. stuff every day to work. But think about it, though. They take Moody A., they take uh, Murray. They take Murray, mm-hmm. and they could have had Mitchell and didn't take him. So they ended up with two guys. We're we're on the fence with Murray, right? It's, it's I know flashes, it's early, but, but he's, there's yeah. been flashes. That's yeah. it. He's heating up now, but I mean, I'm, I'm Moody is going to have a good career yeah. in China, yeah. and <laughs> Mitchell is going to be like a seven time All Star. Mitchell is fucking good. Seven. Wow. Okay. Mitchell is good. He's good. He's getting a lot of opportunities. All right, maybe three time All Star. His his usage rate is ridiculous through, through the roof. So yeah. I I, I want to see what it looks like on a more balanced roster. Yeah, but like a, I test he hundred percent. Oh, passes. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ricky he can Gr- get to the rim and shoot threes. It's like yeah. what else do I need my point guard to do? He can get yeah. he can beat anybody off the dribble and he can shoot threes. Yeah. I'm Athletic. I'm in. Yeah, Ricky, and he can finish. Ricky Rubio go to scorer. Shocking that that didn't work out. Yeah. Well, they need to do something about that. And that's a team in general. They're fourteen and seventeen, I think. They need to trade bad one luck. of Gobert or Favors. Favors it's just yeah. not working with them at the four, four and five. Yeah, yeah. But that's easy, though. Favors yeah. is an expiring, and Rubio right. is done Favors next year. And they could basically just team them up together and just dump the contracts. Yep. Yeah. Hood is always hard to take it. Yeah. Burks, I don't know. We're not making that team anymore. Yeah. They have so many guys, but none of them. It's like the coin flip. Like Favors kind of is a Celtic guy. 
That's okay. that's on the radar for them. I think that would be they, good. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, as a flyer for one year. That's as if there's a buyout. There's some buyout guys potentially. The thing with the Celtics is they have the eight point five from the Hayward. So anybody who becomes a buyout guy after the trade deadline, they would just be able to trump any. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hey, oh, Derek Favors, you got bought out. Here's eight million dollars to play with us for one year. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of guy they need. Bigger, more physical, pseudo center who probably can't stay in the court, but it wouldn't matter if he was playing 10 minutes a game. Um, yeah. I Rookie of the year, Mitchell? I still think Simmons yeah. is the leader there. I think Mitchell is. I mean, Put it this way. Simmons won first half. month. Right. Mitchell 100% won second month. Yes. And now yeah. heading into month three, Mitchell's still winning that month. I think if if the Sixers make the playoffs, I think that's a big case they're for making playoffs. Okay. <laughs> I think they're the eighth seed. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, gonna I, think they, I think they squeeze in. Yeah. That's that's. How uh, many games am I getting from Embiid? <laughs> Sixty-five. <laughs> yeah, depending we, whether or not you want to live, I think is what we. So decided. you're saying we're saying Boston, Cleveland, Toronto, Detroit, Milwaukee, Washington, Indiana, all in those seven. I'm gonna. S- <sighs> I have all seven yes. of those in. I think yeah. Indiana's a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. With all, all right, so that eight sure. spot is the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks are going to end up there. Miami yeah. or Philly. I, I think, think Philly. I think it's Philly. Philly yeah. I would bet on Miami. Okay. Ah. Yeah. All right. We need to wrap this up quickly. Uh, we already talked about who wins the East. Who wins the West? Warriors still? Is that even interesting of a question? It's too I, early. It's way too, okay. Too early. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the better question is what? How many teams can win the title? I asked KOC that on my pod a week ago and I've already changed my mind. He said six. Six? Six. Because he had Toronto in there. I think it's three. Oh, I'm sorry. It was how many teams could make the finals? Oh. Six. Um, He had six. Yeah, sounds about right, yeah. It was three in each conference with Toronto as the third team in the the East. I would bump Toronto and maybe the Spurs. I'm still not sold on the Spurs. I want to see them figure it out with Leonard. I think think two in the West. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think two in each. And I would so say four. two in these. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not going to talk myself into Toronto. We've been down this road before I'm, with them. Danny, yeah. uh, the Raptors are good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so if OG, if he can come, like, be a little late bloomer, second half of the year, mm-hmm. becomes that team becomes more interesting. I like OG because he's somebody like in crunch time. If he's out there, I'm like, ah, fuck that guy. The Canadian <laughs> I'm a Jason nervous. Tatum. Oh well, no. He's he's never he's never going to have that kind of scoring output. But he's the, good. What he can do on yeah. the court is just. What number phenomenal. did he go? That was an outrage. Twenty three. Yeah, it, it was in the twenty range. I I thought he was. What do these for teams sure do all year? <laughs> right. Nobody knows. How does he Nobody go twenty third? How does Kuzma go twenty seventh? These guys all have scouting departments. Main thing with OG was that literally no he's one hurt. knew what was going on with yeah. the team. Yeah. Okay, and, and he came back like way quicker than anyone thought. It's fine. Denver has Tyler Lighted, so we're, we'll be fine. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, so man. All right, I think we need to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you for joining the group chat edition of the NBA show. Uh, for Bill, for Paolo, for Danny, for the homie Chris Ryan and Haley O'Shaughnessy, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Basketball is very good. Very good.